podcast, everybody. We are here, and my name is Kevin Vargo, host and founder of the Mid Park Music Brand. Today is Monday, November 21st. This is episode number 93, and I have a good one for you. We are in Barrie, Ontario. I got Chris, Randy, Bob, Bob, Robert, Bobby, uh, whatever you want to call him, uh, of the band Ox from Barrie, Ontario. Like I said, I'm really excited for this one. We'll get to that conversation in just a moment. Um, the song that you heard there at the beginning, that was just a snippet of The Electric Traveler. Uh, the Electric Traveler was a single that was released uh, in April by Ox ahead of the full album that was released on June 10th. Um, we'll talk all about that as well. There's not really a whole lot to go over. Taking it easy this week for sure. Uh, it is uh, American Thanksgiving this week. I know Canadians a little bit different. I'm not sure exactly when yours is slash was, which is my my uh, absolute rudest thing I could possibly say. I should have looked it up before I came on here. Why wouldn't I do that? You know, take the time. Let me do it. I got a computer in front of me right now. Canadian Thanksgiving. Oh, October, huh? You already had it, huh? Uh, very cool. Well, either here nor there, this is uh, Thanksgiving week, and this is also uh, the final two episodes. This episode with Ox, uh, and then coming up this Wednesday, the 23rd, with Double Speak from Madison, Wisconsin. Last two episodes um, scheduled in this you know, first little batch here that I did a bunch of uh, scheduling with back in, what, July or August? It's been a while. Um, so... Yeah, very cool. It's been awesome uh, with all these you know interviews that are up. If you have not checked them out, of course, make sure you go check out uh, lots of different uh, choices to listen to bands. Like I said, this is episode number 93, so uh, about 90-plus interviews you can check out there. Uh, the Mid-Park Year-End Awards are coming up here on December 11th. Going to have the finalists uh, announced on December 4th, one week ahead of that. Um, but that's going to be a really cool experience as well. Going to do a little Instagram live show. Um, and yeah, hopefully people tune in. I don't think I'm really that important though. So people may not, and that's okay. But either here nor there, looking forward to it. Um, let's go ahead and get over to uh, the full song here. Let's listen to the full uh, song of elect The Electric Traveler, I should say. Got to make sure we get The in there. Uh, the Electric Traveler, like I said, was uh, released as a single on April 22nd of 2022. Uh, and that was ahead of the full Heavy on the Cosmic album released by Ox on June 10th of 2022. It's a fantastic album. Uh, if you did not see, actually did a... Uh, Mid Park album appreciation about it, so it's which is essentially my rendition of an album review. Um, you check that out on midpark.com as well as lots of other cool stuff as well. Um, but let's go ahead and listen to that full song. Like I said, this is the Electric Traveler. We'll come back, go over a few more things before we head into the full conversation with Chris, Randy, and Bob of Ox. Thank you as always for tuning in. There's two of 
heavy stoner fuzz doom whatever you want to call it it's funny you know this is a genre uh you know it's got a couple different names that, that you could really refer to it as well as bob of ox goes by bob bobby uh bibbidi bob rib rob robbie whatever uh, no, you'll hear uh, in the conversation why I'm saying that, but, uh, it's a really, really cool guy. And, and Chris and Randy as well had, I mean, truly a, a really, uh, genuine conversation with them. And this is one where I actually didn't really have to go back and listen to it before publishing either. Cause, uh, I actually remember most of it because it wasn't that long ago. Uh, most of the episodes for a while I was, uh, had like a four or five week gap between when I did the interview and then published. And I forgot cause I do so many of them, but this one, um, actually remembered you know a good chunk of it which was nice and uh it was a really really good conversation so uh and you'll hear all of that in just a moment um thank you for the support that of course is uh very very uh important to note as well i always always try to uh, notate that this would be uh, nothing this entire platform all of this is community of people everything uh would be nothing without those of you listening without the support um it's truly very humbling it uh and yeah, as you know, we talk about Thanksgiving coming up here and being thankful and the holidays and everything. It's just, um, it, it's perfect timing for that. So, um, have to make sure I notate that always as well. Um, I don't think that's really, or I don't think there's really anything else. Um, I mentioned, uh, in the first little snippet there, uh, the mid park year end awards. If you are a band and you're listening and you have somebody that you might want to, uh, a nominate for photographer of the year uh, in your scene, a videographer of the year, anything like that at all, please let me know. Uh, still looking for any nominations for that. Uh, those will be open till the end of the month as well. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's go ahead and listen to another song and then head into the conversation. Um, so we're going to listen to Sunshine Apparitions. So Sunshine Apparitions, uh, that is the number one song uh, streamed on Spotify right now by Aux. It's got over 10,000 streams on it, which is awesome. Uh, for an indie rock band, it's hard enough to get 1,000, let alone 10,000. So I uh, should be extremely proud of that. And I know that they are very humble people. It's, like I said, great conversation. You'll hear all of it with Chris, Randy, and Bob here in just a moment as soon as we listen to this song here. So uh, we will be back after, as always, to wrap it up and listen to one more on the way out. But for now, uh, like I said, on the way uh, in and the first song that we listened to, that was The Electric Traveler. That was a lead single uh, for the Heavy on the Cosmic album. And now we are going to listen to Sunshine Apparitions. Full song. Take us into the conversation. We will see you after. Thank you, as always, for tuning in.
uh, another fantastic band of the Ontario music scene. Had a number of Ontario-based uh, bands here. And today I've got Chris, Randy, and Rob of the band Ox. Welcome in, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. No doubt. And let's be sure that Ox spelling is A-A-W-K-S, all caps. My first question, what is that? Uh, well, uh, historically... We have given the uh, story that uh, ox is a term for a awkward person. You know, growing up in high school, there was always kind of those outsiders that didn't quite get into a group of sorts. Um, yeah. However, you know, through our time, uh, Bob eloquently has explained how we are like the animal, uh, an ox that is heavy, slow, fuzzy, and adorable. Um, is that a, is that really an animal? An ox, yeah, O-X, though. Oxen, like oh, like an ox. Okay, got it. I was gonna say an ox. That's a that's a new one. I don't know about that, but you guys are in Canada. You might have some. I don't know about. Yeah, you never um, know. There is a bird. That's a uk, I believe. Like there you big, go. Like, like a flightless bird of some kind. Okay, so it's not an acronym for anything. No, but not officially, we did. We have had some fun on Twitter with some fans and friends, and uh, you know, br bring up your best acronym to see what we could uh, kind of sling our way it was kind yeah. of fun yeah no i love it that's great um very cool well i had to hit on that one of course um another place i always like to start in the beginning is um just with your local scene um so to give the people that are listening to context uh today as we're recording it is november 2nd um, we're looking at having the episode out here in about three weeks on the 21st uh, so just give people a little idea of the time frame um but as you know it you know with in the past with what you've got coming up um how has the scene been for you you guys are in barry ontario which i understand is 45 minutes or so from toronto so um, i don't know if they kind of blend in together or what or i'm gonna stop rambling and just let you guys take it well uh yeah so we the, the scenes definitely do blend and there's lots of uh crossover from from the cities like being so close we have uh hamilton london um Kitchener, Guelph, there's a whole bunch of cities that are all kind of nearby. Yep. Um, the Barry scene itself is actually pretty thriving. We have, we got a really intense um, punk scene here and then uh, some some good metal bands around as well. Some good labels, good local labels that are that are uh, thriving and, you know, functioning really well as well. The one thing good. we did, we lost our, our local dive club where all of that scene happened uh, over COVID. It was a casualty oh. of COVID. Yeah. Um, but uh, we do have a local club. It's it's actually a dance club that on Thursdays and Sundays we've converted into like our local performance place. That's sweet. So you guys play there like pretty frequently? We try to space it out a bit, but at the same time, we love playing at home and getting our uh, friends and family and coworkers in on the fun. We um, yeah. have our tape label here, Tarantula Tapes, which is uh, a great collective of just human beings all around that uh, they released our tape. And uh, it is nice to not only be a part of that scene, but kind of also support that scene when we're here. So it's, yeah. a, it's a really good time. And I've never been disappointed playing in Barrie. It is also fun, though, getting into those bigger cities and having a different crowd here and there all around. Sure. Robbie, you got something to add? I can't see Rob right now. He's sitting yeah. snacks behind the camera, so I don't know if he's got nothing to add or not. 
What you got, Bob? Yeah, the the scene is pretty. In southern Ontario, we end up playing on on a mishmash of bells, but there is a handful of bands that are kind of fairly like-minded, I would say, in in the umbrella realm of sort of doomy, fuzzy kind of music. Yeah, um, that we've done a bunch of shows with as well. Sweet, very cool. Um, yeah, I mean every band that i have had on here that i've spoken with you know from ontario um echoes most of the same thing you know it's a it's a really good scene wherever they're at um obviously toronto is kind of the main city there the big one i've never I, I, I actually can't come to canada which really sucks i have a dui and can't cross the border <laughs> yep um so that's my own fault but i did not know that um but either here nor there maybe someday um but yeah i've always heard nothing but good things about that um so that's awesome how did the band start like what's the history i know off the recording you guys um you don't have to talk about this if you don't want but you i think you used to have four now you've only got three um yeah what's what's going on with uh with the aux in terms of history and how you met and all that so so bob and i had met like decades ago and played in a bunch of bands throughout the years and i keep then, calling bob, i keep calling rob bob or i keep calling bob rob but is it bob <laughs> he, he likes to keep us on our toes with the change-ups with that huh. yeah okay every day is a new story there we go so well, maybe i'll just sometimes i'll call you bob sometimes i'll call you rob keep you on the yeah, bobby robbie rob bob <laughs> there you go yeah. some one of those he, he actually was bob rob for a long time <laughs> yeah but there um you go uh so yeah we played in bands way back when and then probably about i don't know like maybe 2015 2016 i started uh wanting to form a band with him in particular and then another buddy um who was our first drummer who who left uh left he skipped town actually <laughs> uh, left his drums behind we still use his drums actually in the band currently yeah how nice of him <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and just a side note, that one, he's actually come to our shows and seen his drums and cymbals. Yeah. And it's almost like pride for him. He's like, oh, are we, oh are shoot. We, I mean, if that's better than I guess than, you know, yeah. being angry about it or something. That's I, cool. I loved yeah. it. I thought it was amazing because I you, I didn't know how to feel about that moment. But he was so super cool. And he was so just kind of it was like he let his little birdies out to roam. He saw them again. It was like, oh. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah, so so we played kind of like a different style of music for a few years, um, and I think we did like one show before we kind of formed what we I would consider the current like uh, incarnation of Ox. We we have had three different bass players over the years, um, so Bob's technically our fourth bass player. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of a short history. Cool. Um. Man, Randy, take this as nothing as a compliment, please. Um, <laughs> I have, you know, spoken with probably near 100 bands at this point. Uh, I've had some front women. I've had some women bassists. Had some guitarists. I don't think, I want to say you're the first female drummer I've come across, which is fucking awesome. I mean, it's not awesome, you know, that you're the only one, but it is cool that you are the only one. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wish yeah. you more, but at the same time, I, I, it's very cool, and you should be proud, and that's awesome. Thank you. I'm I'm definitely not the only one. There are some amazing women drummers out there. 
Um, oh, sure, sure. That's well, just some of the bands I've come across. Yeah, I'm about to say that was about like they're very technical and like this grace and like almost beauty. Uh, I, I, I seem to turn into a little bit of a hammer or wrench, as they like to call me, because I'm not only a female drummer, but I'm a left handed dominant female uh-huh. drummer. And so I a cause a mess at every venue. Um, but I have a lot of fun and um, I love the idea of being underestimated and then coming in with these guys and all their heavy fuzz and riffs and stuff and then just kind of smashing through almost like a Neanderthal <laughs> and just kind of giving it to them. And then usually I have, say out of every three shows, I'll have at least one to two people say, I didn't see that coming. And that's the cherry on top for me. Absolutely. Randy, the most groupies of the whole band. <laughs> It's good. I, I feel like I honestly, uh, I remember seeing a, a sh- uh, Instagram post of you guys like post show, and there was like a ton of people there. And I, I remember seeing Randy. I think you were in it, and I, I can't remember exactly what it was. I have to go back and look at it. But I believe you off of, off of what you're saying there. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. I, again, I say that you know, totally just to highlight it, and and that's it. I mean, I think it's awesome. Um, I wish it wasn't a thing. I said that to some front women before, like. I almost don't want to bring it up because it's like if I bring it up, then I'm trying to make a thing about it. But at the same time, I feel like it is worth mentioning because um, it is rare and you should be very proud of yourself and fuck anybody who does not uh, get down with it. That's That's, it. That's definitely it. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, no doubt. And Chris, what about you, man? I mean, obviously, Randy's not the only band member and and, uh, Bob, yourself. Um, How did you guys kind of start playing the instruments and, and get into music originally? Go ahead, Bob. I was always playing music since I was about five. I was classically trained on the violin. And then around high school time, I think playing loud guitar probably seemed a bit cooler. <laughs> That's it. You had to be cool at one point, man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's, uh, that's great. Bob also played a trombone on our feet. It's not a trombone. Oh. Yeah, no, he did play yeah. the real trombone. He played, we, we did a, a cover gig once and Bob uh, played this trombone kazoo as well. Trombone kazoo. That, that seems like an instrument for me. I could probably play that one. Maybe. And he nailed it. That's awesome. Um, I, I feel like that was my apex and I'm not going to top that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that's, where life goes from here after playing the trombone kazoo. That's it's awesome. Bass, Bob. It's going bass. I was, um, <laughs> I was at a show here. I'm in Canton, Ohio is where I live. It's about an hour okay. south of Cleveland. Um, I was in a show here. It was a while ago, maybe April, May-ish. But um, the bass player pulled a fucking recorder, a recorder out of his back pocket during the show and started playing a recorder. And I just <laughs> thought it was the most I'd never seen anybody play. And it was a rock show. You know, it wasn't like anything else. Um, so that's cool. And I think, you know, Bob, what you're you know, your background, there's always one person in the band, maybe they have more, but um, always one that's got that like more technical kind of classy background, I would say. Uh, so it's cool. Nice, man. He's 100% the classiest guy. In the band. Oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, is that is that all your well, lineage, Bob? You want to get any more? You feel well, like the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, t- I can tell Bob is the guy who doesn't say much, but when he does, you listen you and it's funny. A very observant dude, man. Thank that you. That is 
That's 100% true. We say that oh, exact yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can see that one. I love it. Um, Chris, what about you? So I, I started a public school choir, um, and then I sang in the church growing up a little bit, and and then I played trombone as well in uh, later grades, like grades six, seven, and eight. And then uh, and then I picked up the bass guitar in the early 90s. So I was like, I don't know, 15, 16. And uh, because of the, the Seattle explosion, I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to play a stringed instrument. I'll start with four strings because it seemed less intimidating than six. And then, and then I just... Yeah, I started picking up instruments after that. So I played guitar and I taught myself how to sing and all that stuff. And I played a little nice. bit of synthesizer stuff along the way too. There you go. Very nice. Um, do you guys always have like just the main bandmates like you three in the show? Or do you ever have a keys player or anything come in or is it just you three? We have a friend who um, sings harmony sometimes. So if she's yeah. in town uh, or she's available, she'll come and, and sing. She's she's on the album. Her name's uh, Claire Fitzgerald. Sweet. Uh, we have another buddy who hasn't played with us live, but if he ever, he's in Halifax, Nova Scotia, which is a long way away. Um, that is the easternmost? East Coast, province? yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I know I know my I know my I'm literally because of bands uh, is like the only way I've learned my Canadian uh, geography. So yeah, Nova, uh, Nova Scotia and Maine share a border. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's where it is. So um so yeah, my buddy Todd Connell uh, plays a bunch of instruments too, and he's on our album as well. Um so I would have him play at some point if he could. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's, so the, that's the majority. We've had ideas of other fun little bits and pieces but nothing materialized yet. To fruition yeah. yet yeah there's yeah. always ideas in the pocket though yep no doubt um and randy i mean I, I we hit on the fact that you're a drummer but i don't know if we necessarily talked about how that happened i mean you know in, in your youth and whatnot um so i'm curious you know how you kind of became a drummer well i would love to sound all classy and stuff like bob but um sadly i did not start playing an instrument unless you count the grade seven eight recorder Sessions. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah, it's important part of childhood, I guess. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> drums was my very first instrument ever, and I I started to learn back in 2018, and that was after um, Chris and uh, Rob could no longer uh, have their drummer show up because he had kind of skipped town. So it took a little bit of convincing, but I uh, I jumped in the role and just started learning mathematical patterns. Wow. And, and stuff so so you just learned how to play drums four years ago yeah yeah no i mean i think that's cool i, I mean if I'm anything that, <laughs> that's okay i mean i think you know i'm somebody who i'm 30 um and i mean i think i got i'm literally looking at them right next to me two guitars uh, i think i was gifted the first one when i was like 15 or 16 um i haven't learned how to play uh, like a single thing yet <laughs> so uh gives people like me hope you know i definitely would love to learn how to play the guitar uh and i am determined someday but just haven't been able to figure it out yet so to know that you know you figure that out you're now playing live shows you record did you record the album yeah, yeah. it was that was uh, quite an experience to go from like learning how to play to learning to play songs um throughout kind of covid and just before I, we had started playing live but that was like in 
one venue in one place in your in your town so it felt kind of comfy to suddenly coming out of covid with an album and then starting to play in a multitude of venues in this past year of playing what will be by the end of the year 18 shows it's been an experience and a half to have all these things kind of now under my belt but yet still feeling so fresh <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's really yeah, cool. That's... Learning the drums to playing a show in a really short period of time. It was, a, it was just under a year. Were you always a music fan? Yes, huge music fan. Love music a lot. Um, I find it interesting, though, because I think I never, ever saw myself sitting behind a drum kit. But once I got there, I realized I, I, I like it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah no doubt. It's awesome. Very I'll give cool you a bit more information, too. Like, so. I've known Randy since 2014. She's been playing drums since 2018. So I, you know, we would dance, we'd go to weddings and dance, whatever. We'd be in the car, like listening to music and she would sing along and she always sang in key and she always sang with good rhythm. She always danced with good rhythm. And I could just tell that she had like a good sense of rhythm. So I was like, hey, let's let's get you on the kit and give it a shot. And, and also her navigation skills are ridiculous. The <laughs> sense of patterns and spatial orientation is like off the charts so i had a feeling she would be good and so I, i've written songs oh. before and then taught them to her and then we'll go to play them again and i'll do something slightly different and she's like no you didn't do that that way the first time like so she remembers yeah. the songs better than i do right <laughs> so uh so don't take offense to this but i have to ask are you guys a couple and or best friends yes we are Okay. <laughs> <Both. laughs> um i can tell uh that's great that's awesome i i man that's probably the fourth or fifth band that i've spoken with that has a couple in it um which i think is cool you know i mean you're spending all of your time doing something as is um i you know i can't imagine a better way to make it work um than putting all that time together so that's awesome um and i, I mean I've, the fact that i could tell i think is a good thing you know you guys have a great a very yeah. good uh rapport together i would say yeah i was gonna say too uh i think uh it was an easy decision for chris to get me to play the drums because then he knew i could always make it to practice that's that is true yeah <laughs> Jeez, we total, total control of that one yeah it's <laughs> a good good call um here's a question i have that is also interesting and then we'll get to the music itself um so i speak with a lot of bands who are typically 20 21 22 years old uh, i'm very young you know like i said i'm 30 so even to me that's kind of young um but i think you guys might be a little older than me which is okay and do not take this as a negative thing i'm just genuinely <laughs> curious uh, um what your experience has been you know as a band that's a little older um in the local scenes you know we were talking chris before the recording you know about social media and TikTok and all this and um yeah i'm just kind of curious about how all that comes together for you well it's it's a lot different than when we were in bands growing up it's a lot easier to do promotion and uh yep. network with other like, bands and promoters and you know venues and all that stuff is just so nice and we we have um we have a manager and a promoter and like throughout the day like you could be in the washroom, you could, you know, be sitting on the toilet, you can be driving your car, you can do whatever, and you're working on band stuff. And I, you know, before that, in the 90s, it was all phone, like, you had to 
or go to a venue. I had to physically go somewhere, right? Yep. So it was so hard to do it back then. So I, I really, really appreciate that. So I think Man. If, you, if you really want to, you can make it work just from sitting on your couch, right? I am and, so glad. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, no, no, no. I was uh, just going to say, and as for our actual age, like we're not at all, or I'm not at all shy at the fact that I'm 44 going Holy on 45 years old. And <laughs> shocking. Um, I think it, even if we're not mature, it lends a maturity to the evening and stuff that uh, most of the times I get feedback from a lot of either promoters or venues or stuff that we're really easy to work with and that we're really easy to get along with because we're just there to have a good time. Our egos yeah. are checked. We just want to, we just want to get our music out there and, and have a great experience. So I, I feel like something lends to that kind of age and maturity, even though we're not openly mature. Than the millennials again? No, I'm <laughs> I also call myself their mom a lot, but anyways, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> no, I like it. I, um, I was going to say I'm very, I mean, couldn't be any more interesting timing. Actually, on my Instagram story last night, um, one of the polling questions that I asked um, was, is it easier or harder today to be a musician than it was 40 years ago? I'm not a musician, so I think my opinion ultimately isn't that relevant. Um, but I would like to say it's a lot easier. Um but I've got some feedback. I, the, the votes are not so much in that way. Um, it's about literally 50-50. And there's you know, quite a few votes. So it's like half, you know, say it's easier, half say it's harder. But, you know, just like what you were just saying, man, like, I think the only thing that might be, you know, acknowledgeable to be more difficult is the cost and money. Um, but outside of that, there's no gatekeepers like there were in the 70s and 80s. You don't have to drive to a venue like you just said, call somebody. You have online access to so many people with bands and streaming. And I mean, is it perfect? No. Like, do we wish artists could get paid more for Spotify? Absolutely. Um, but it it seems like a more easier way to get things done today. I don't know. Bob, what do you think? Here we go. It's really weird because you, you think of social media and phones and internet and everything to be sort of like a disconnected anti-social tool. But I'm seeing that there's really, it's, it's creating a more cohesive sense of community and yeah. more of a network. So yeah, that's what well, I see. I'm with, I'm with that hundred percent. I mean, I think it's all in how you use it. You know, any, any social media, especially Twitter um, can be abused and, and Facebook, I don't have Facebook anymore. I'm, I'm done with that one. TikTok's like the one I'm waiting to get to. You know, I might go there someday. Facebook's the one I've left and will never go back. Um, I got Instagram. That's the main one where I do everything. And then Twitter. But, um, yeah, I think it's all just in how you use it. And, and just as you said, uh, Bob, there's a lot of potential if he's used it in the right way. I mean, my whole platform, the Midpark platform, would not exist without Instagram and Spotify and things like that. Um, so very, very interesting. Yeah, it's been really good as far as like networking with other bands in other countries too, like that we never would have yep. had the opportunity to do. So like we're we're actually exactly every week we seem to be kind of more integrated into this global scene that you know we're communicating like well we have this thing called the Fuzz Club that's run by Slightly Fuzz. Nice we're part of and like we're talking with people from all over the place, like all over the country the states and canada and 
Oh, this is a great, this conversation itself is a great example. You are in Barrie, Ontario. I am in Canton, Ohio. Um, You know, I don't know how many hours that is, probably 8, 10, 12 hours drive. Um, Yeah, yeah, just just happens, you know. What's that? She probably knows which highways to go on because she's looking at the map. I do. That's okay. So I noticed, Randy, when when I said Canton, Ohio, you were like, okay, you knew where that was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's cool. I work in auto manufacturing, so I've been down through your way to uh, a few places. Okay, nice, yeah. very nice. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, there you know, Ohio, Michigan, the whole like you know Midwest Rust Belt down here. That used to be the big place for auto manufacturing and everything. Still there, yeah, uh, but a little little lesser now. But that's cool, very nice. Um, you know what? Though? I'm thinking that TikTok thing. It's gonna yeah. explode once we get. Bob's uh, TikTok dance is going. This will this will be I the catalyst. Like all you'll need is Bob to go on there and just say like one thing every week and you'll get that'll be it. So you know, people ready, will Bob? look forward to that. You ready for your spotlight, Bob? Bob Bob's yeah, bit. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> um all right, so let's uh let's talk about the music itself. Um so you guys have um looking at Spotify right now. Uh, four singles out, and then that led to a full album that was released uh, in June of this year. Uh, that album, Heavy on the Cosmic, all caps. You guys love the all caps. Love it. Um, some great album art there as well. Uh, the four singles leading up were Summer Haze in 2020, All is Fine in 2020, uh, and then Space City and the Electric Traveler uh, in 2022 leading up to the album. Um Let's talk about the album itself first here, because um, I think, again, this episode looking to have out on uh, November 21st or so, and you're having some vinyl, I think, uh, that's going to be printed here shortly, so that's cool. Um, but I guess the whole kind of background of the album, how to come together, what are you thinking about it now a couple months later, and all that good stuff. Yeah, it was, it was um, written... A lot of it was written just before COVID and during the COVID lockdown stuff. Uh, we had some opportunities to kind of have some homework time, like work from home time and stuff like that. So allowed for some more time and focus to be placed on that, on the album and songwriting. That was nice. Um, and then, yeah, we uh, we reached out to a local promoter from uh, Pale Horse Promotions in Toronto and uh, ended up really clicking with him. And uh, he's part of a a uh, label called Black Throne Productions. Uh, and then one of the guys of Black Throne Productions, Zach Horvath, runs uh, Z or Z, I guess you guys would call it Z Hollow Studios in uh, in Hamilton. So we coordinated a bunch of things and um, recorded that album back in 2021, the fall of 2021. So I guess about a year ago now. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, it all came together kind of smoothly over several months. And uh, I was really happy with Zach's production and and um, just how the recording process went. There's some funny stories that happened in the in the process of recording. That was pretty great. And yeah, we, we look forward to working with him again. I really like I like his style. I like what he does. And we love those guys at, at Black Throne and Pale Horse and Z Hollow. Like they're just we seem like they really kind of connected with them in a in a great way. They're like family now. So. I, I was just about to use that word. Very cool. That's that's awesome. Uh, well, I mean, you you read my uh, album, you know, review, whatever you want to call it. Um, that was all genuine. Think uh, it's a hell of an album. Um, yeah, I mean, did a great job. I um, you call it, 
you know, stoner, doom, fuzz, whatever. Um, but it's definitely unique. Um, it's, it's good quality. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I could go on and on. Um, how or what, I guess, would you say was like the main influence behind your songwriting? So I've been writing songs forever, like decades, and I kind of like meandered in the songwriting like uh, universe for a long time. You know, I'd write a song and kind of maybe record it. It just would never go anywhere. But I think just honing my songwriting chops over decades uh, and, and from all like different types of genres, like from, you know, old singer songwriter stuff, like from from Bob Dylan to. I don't know, some weird noise, Japanese noise music. Like, I guess yep. all of it, I like all sorts of different stuff. And I just love songs. I like, I like really well-written tunes that stick in your head with hooks and grooves and riffs, and those kinds of things, right? So I think I, I, I wrote a bunch of different stuff, but finally I was like, I, I've always been a Sabbath fan since I was, like, since I can remember, right? Since my yeah. first memories. And uh, I was... I just love all that whole, like, you know, Sabbath and Deep Purple and Jimi Hendrix and all the classic rock, like heavy, fuzzy stuff. And yep. I was like, Screen, I'm not going to try to write any pretentious song singer songwriter stuff anymore. I'm just going to write a fuzz rock album. And yeah, and it came out and, you know, came up pretty easily, actually. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it, man. Um, what about, and you kind of just mentioned there, um, Black Sabbath and some others, but, um, I guess any others, you know, Randy, Bob, that you might want to add in influences, you know, for you guys, as far as sound. I know Randy, you said you were in music for a long time before you played the drums and um, Bob, you've been playing, you know, since five years old. So yeah, I was curious about, you know, where that kind of sound and your, your passion goes to. You going Bob or am I going? Go for it. You want me to go? I'll go. Uh, yeah, go for it. I've hung out a lot in the 90s grunge scenes of stuff, and that really shaped me a lot. But same um, idea, since I was really young, there was a lot of heavy, heavy rock that was in my uh, dad's, I'll call it my dad's side, my dad's side, uh, that would always be playing in his truck, something super loud and super heavy, and it kind of really shaped that kind of ongoing that I could never get into, like, new kids on the block or in sync or any of the poppy stuff like it'd be good just to hang out but it just it was never it never fed me it made me feel all happy and warm inside so uh i spent a lot of time in like the 90s canadian grunge rock and then it grew into the 2000s like anything that had some really <clears throat> interesting lingering like guitar riffs and stuff like i love the nine inch nails and the uh um uh, you're from Canton, so the Black Keys, I love them. Oh, you know, dang, you do know your geography pretty damn well. Yeah, I do. So <laughs> I've they're, seen they're them right and, around here. Yep. Yeah, and then, but I've still held tight to my roots in the classic rock, where you know I had to, I had to see Tom Petty live. I had to see Roger Waters of Pink Floyd live. I had to see the Eagles live, and there's always those uh, bits and pieces out of. Uh, there you go, sir. That's funny. We yeah, have that right over there. There you go. <laughs> so yeah so my upbringing was a mishmash of a lot of things and my mother was a real uh indie folk so that's where a lot more of the melody and the the Jim Croce's and the 
the Joni Mitchells came from and stuff. But uh, so I'm yeah. I'm I'm all over that. But I I seem to love it that way. I need a sense of humor sometimes too. So like you know Green Day Dookie was a huge album for me. I need yeah. I need to smile and laugh and have a good time. And yeah, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Bob, what about you? I think for this band. My main influences for for the style, like for the rock and stuff, I'd say like Moorhead and Venom, and like the Ramones, mixed with on the psych, kind of trippy side, kraut rock stuff, right? Like Can and Hawkwind, and like Magma, and like that stuff mashed together, plus all the like 90s kind of fuzz bands like Fu Manchu and even like Melvin's and even like sludgy stuff. I hate God and, and Harvey milk and that kind of style as well. Yeah. It was a bit of a mishmash I'd say. Yeah. Nice little melting pot there. I like it. I like it. Um, Yeah. I was curious, you know, on the, on the sound influences and whatnot, especially with, you know, you guys have an album that's very distinguished as, you know, a, a subgenre. It is very much, doom stoner fuzz rock absolutely you know you get some of those albums that are like eh, we could put this in a few different different subgenres here and there um but that one is and i i think it's a good thing i mean that's what you were aiming for you nailed it um so it's it's very good i was curious where that comes from um what about shout outs i know um you know you had i can't remember their names already but um the other folks that were playing with you live or a few times the the, the woman who has sings harmonies, um, potential, you know, producers, fans, publicists, managers, whomever, you know, that uh, are all a part of the Ox family. Yeah. So there's, there's a uh, Ryan, uh, what's it? Ryan Knight. That's our neighbor. <laughs> Ryan Hilton. <laughs> Ryan Hilton's yeah. our manager from, from, uh, from Black Throne. <laughs> uh, Zach Horvath is our recording engineer and mixer and all things recording. Uh, from Hamilton, from City Hall of Studios. And then uh, there's a whole bunch of local bands that I, I could shout out too. I think that's cool. Like our, our buddies, uh, Ethereal Tomb are, are great. Oh yeah, uh, know them. Yeah, all the Peace Sweeper bands are great dudes. Uh, we like to play shows with them. So Overcrook, um, I think they have an album coming out soon. Loose. And then Loose is another band on that label. They, they have a, a, a split with ethereal tomb and i think they have other stuff coming out uh there's a band called sun below from hamilton that we're good buddies with great band from toronto called uh tumble um that just actually has sun below's drummer now they share a drummer yeah and um who else old ceremonies a great band astral witch astral witch from hamilton awesome yeah they're great there's a chick drummer right there yeah, there you go astral witch. Uh, there was another one as well that I thought about uh, when we were having the conversation, but I'm talking, I guess I was looking at simply those that I've uh, interviewed, but yeah. yeah, they're definitely, there are some out there. Um, that's yeah. cool. Have you played with most, most of those bands live? All we play of- with all of them. Yeah. There, oh, there's yeah. another local band called Indian Handcrafts that we're going to be playing a show with in January. Um, they're, they're great as well. Yeah. And we Sweet. owe a lot of thanks to uh, Northern Haze and uh, oh, yeah. Tarantula Tapes for the release of the tape for us. They distributed yeah. that for us and it went way better than even expected. Everybody was really helpful and kind and um, it, it the tapes are basically sold out except for a couple of copies that are floating around still. I think we have four 
and mm. I think Tarantula it's, Tapes has one. Yeah, I think it's the last, the last ones. Of yeah, it. and then it's vinyl time. Well, yeah, the vinyl will be coming out. The vinyl is available for pre-sale on Black Throne Productions Instagram. There's a link there. You can go to their website, www.blackthroneproductions.com, um, and you can pre-order. Um, and it's available December 3rd, limited run, limited edition, uh, 100 copies, 180 gram black vinyl. So that'll very be nice. Free. Yeah. yeah. And that, we that, have uh, our, our website that you can always check out. We always seem to have a rotation of things going on in there. We're working what, on having a rotation of things going on in there. And, what's the uh, website? It's uh, aawks.ca, ox.ca. Nice. Surprise, surprise, it wasn't taken. <laughs> I was just saying, you got you definitely got a unique name there where you're, you're getting every yeah. uh, Instagram handle and whatnot that you need. That's cool. I know um, we didn't even do it on purpose, but you realize once you go to enough record stores with the double A's, our record would always be in front. Oh, that's another thing, too. That's yeah. thing, that which was a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, very cool. Um, so you guys got, you know, great team there um great overall setup i would say i mean everything that you said you know sounds like you got a nice well-oiled machine um let's talk about what you have coming um you know other than the vinyl like you said um we're hoping the episode out uh, is going to be out uh, november 21st um you got the vinyl there december 3rd um what about you know, as far as any show dates, I think you said you got one in January. Um, anything in December or January, February-ish? Uh, we have November 26th. We're playing in Barrie at Infinity Zero with uh, Tumble and Sun Below. Nice. And, is that? Uh, I want to say that's... that's it. Infinity um, Zero. That is... Oh, well, no, that's... It's a that's Saturday. Punk spot. It's a Saturday, yeah. yeah. So we can't we can't give too much information. But if you guys want to come, if anyone wants to come, <laughs> message come us. We'll there you go. <clears throat> um, very cool. That's I was looking at that was the same day as, and then I would realize halfway through you guys don't even have the same Thanksgiving. Your Thanksgiving is. Oh, different. that's your Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, but it's not Thanksgiving. It's on a Saturday. Yeah. It's cool. Um, awesome. And then what about? music you know as far as what's next um obviously you had the album out in in june um probably want to sit on it for a little bit or something but don't know you know if you got any plans to get any music out next year or things in the works or what's up with that yeah so so we do have a tour planned uh this kind of uh, winter spring uh with a band from montreal called sons of arrakis so we're going to be touring uh they're going to come here for some dates and then we're going to come back for some dates um so keep keep your eyes peeled for that if you're interested and then um, we have a split uh, seven inch that we're gonna, that we're working on with a band from uh, Arizona called uh, AWAS or IWAS, um, A-I-W-A-S-S. So that's gonna, I, I'm really excited to kind of share some details about that at some point, not yet, but we will tell yeah. you that we're, the songs are written, we're just kind of getting them to gel and then we're gonna do some recording probably in the spring. And uh, that'll come out sometime probably mid next year, I'm thinking. See and what then, happens. And then we have over half the album, the second album written. We're just kind of working on songs for the second album. It'll probably be late next year that we start recording it. Nice. That's Very nice. Right. You got a whole plan. Got a whole plan, man. Um, what's the travel like? Because I know uh, when I've spoken with most bands from Canada, um, especially those from like Manitoba or Manitoba, Manitoba, right? 
Winnipeg, Manitoba, yeah. Um, every drive to the nearest city is like 10 hours, it seems. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, are you guys in that same boat, or I think maybe Ontario is a little closer, yeah. Ontario's cluster, like, it's more like a, an American, like, state, really. It's, I there are saw an, an asinine graphic one time. Um, it was a it was a picture of the United States and Canada, and there was a line on Canada, and it was like at the way at the bottom, and it said eighty five percent of Canada's population lives under that line, which is yeah. like all you know, Toronto, Ontario, and all that. But then like everything north is just like desolate, nothing. <laughs> so it's, I kind of grew up in areas, so yeah, she's yeah. From there. I guess. Where are you guess- from? Uh, originally Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, shares a okay. uh, border town with Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, in the Uper. <laughs> so that's like West Ontario. It's a uh, northwestern Ontario, yes. Yeah. So it's where yeah. Lake Superior, Lake, uh, Lake Huron meet. Oh, that's cold. Y- yes, yes, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. And then I know, I know Bob here had some northern experiences, but more out west. What do you got, Bob? Yeah, I live way out west in northern British Columbia. That's the furthest west, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing but trees, trees and rocks, and swamps. Yes. A bit of swamp. what it looks like. A couple, yeah. uh, a couple of moose, some snow. Uh, love it, man. But honestly, I would love to get up there at some point. Even Alaska, you know, in the states, um, would love to get up there. I think it's a beautiful part of the world that I have no experience with. So. Um, now I was, I, I'm always curious, you know, I think just learning more about Canada and stuff and stuff. It's cool. Um, that's really all I got on my list. Um, what about anything you guys, you know, want to make sure that you add that we haven't spoken about. Um, and if, you know, if nothing, that's okay, but, um, yeah, with well, the floor is yours. You guys got Bob. <laughs> Bob went. <laughs> As soon as he said Bob, he turns his camera went off. That's hilarious. So I got a He's question back. for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the, the microphone on to you. So when you learn to play guitar, what what are you gonna play? What kind of stuff are you into? Uh John Mayer is my favorite artist ever. Uh, um so would definitely model a lot of what I do off of John Mayer. Um in the sense of both right I mean, I write, I, I have some published poetry. I've always been a writer, so that kind of you know is already there. Um but definitely John Mayer. Uh, but I mean, my influences as well, besides that, he's really one of the only like modern current artists, mainstream artists that I listen to outside of that Pink Floyd, you know, the psychedelic stuff, Led Zeppelin are my two favorite bands of all time. Um, I also love ACDC and Angus Young, which that's, I just said, John Mayer, uh, Pink Floyd and ACDC. Those are three incredibly different styles. So um, I don't know. I don't know where I'd land. Like like John Mayer is a ripping. I'm not a huge fan of his music, but he can play guitar like a motherfucker. Oh yeah, he's and that's not a, not a lot of people realize that. A lot of a lot of people in like that you know just hear John Mayer, they think you know of his like early 2000s yeah. like pop you know rock stuff that. And I understand like if you haven't paid attention, obviously, but his last three four albums. Uh, unbelievably remarkable guitar work and he's now part of you know essentially the grateful dead with dead and company um so he's yeah and he's and and the other thing that i like about john is he's he's unbelievably matured over the years he used to be a dickhead uh in the early 2000s and whatnot and and you know people know that and he's acknowledged that like 
I've grown up, you know, I've, I've said some stupid things, done some stupid things, but this is not about John Mayer. This is about Ox. Uh, so we'll turn it back <laughs> to you. Um, yeah, that's my answer to the question, though. Cool, man. I think yeah. our next interview, we should only answer in John Mayer answers. That might hey. be interesting. Well, it's funny, you you say, it's funny you say John Mayer. I, I have a buddy who's an excellent guitarist, a good buddy of Bob's and mine and, and Randy's now, uh, Ian, who uh, I didn't know, but is a huge John Mayer fan. Yeah. And we were hanging out the other day and he brought it up He's and he was going on about how like how much he loved this one particular album. And I was like, I had no idea you were into that. That's kind of blows my mind. But, yeah. yeah, man. I, he, yeah, I won't guess, you know, everybody's got their stuff, you know, it's, uh, it's where my, my taste fell. I, I, I there's a lot of other artists I like too. Um, Florence and the Machine is a big one for me. Current, current band. Love oh my you. gosh. Changed my life. Literally probably saved my life with her lyrics um, from, uh, ceremonials and uh, how big, how blue, how beautiful those two albums. Uh, when I was in Nashville by myself, like 2016, 17, really depressed, whatnot. That was like the first time music really started to like mean something to me. And, and Florence's music was top yeah, of, of that. She, she said that about her performance before. She oh, if, you, if you've seen her live, yeah. it's we, unbelievable. Yeah, we actually, uh, me and a friend, we actually ran to the radio station, uh, saw her do like a kind of live, you know, unfiltered little bit there, which was just so much fun and so good. And then to see her on stage in her full blown orchestra type uh, band and stuff and her like those vocals were just haunting and like she's two different people. Yeah, she's uh, she's herself and then totally 100 percent different energized human being on stage it's she's the most shy person ever when you're talking in, in interviews and stuff and then gets on stage and it's like incredible yeah, yeah. Yes. She's super we, cool. we could go on and on i'm sure um yeah. anything else for the... eat. <laughs> wait what, what'd you say but bob's got candy to eat are you stealing from all three of your kids or just one how does trick-or-treat work in how in uh in uh canada is it the same way is it just you know normal yes yeah same thing same as the U.S. Yeah. Okay. It sucks. Do you guys do you guys have it on Halloween night? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We don't. Yes. Stu- what? So stupid. It's three to three to five p.m. the Sunday prior. So I, I swear, daytime. I'll just send you a picture, Scott. I went with my nephew, who's uh, about to be two, but yeah, it's uh they. I think they made that change for safety. You know, like 20, 30 years ago. So it's during the daytime. Um, it's the Sunday before, but yeah, it sucks. I hate it. It should be, I used to live in Chicago, Chicago of all places, literally probably the most dangerous city in America. One of them. Uh, and they did, they did Thanksgiving or I'm sorry. They did trick or treat on Halloween night. So if they can do it, anybody. That's crazy though. Yeah, no, I think it's so much fun to let the kids kind of just come out at night like that night they build up and build up i just can't imagine going here's your three to five time slot on a sunday two hours during the shitty daytime sunday it's unbelievable (laughs) Um, yeah but bob enjoy your candy man that's awesome um yeah well we'll uh we'll round it out there if you guys don't have anything else great conversation i'm sure you know as we have over the last couple minutes we could talk about a lot and go on and on but uh Man, I'm, I'm looking forward to what you got coming, no doubt. Um, the first album was uh, absolutely awesome. Um, you guys clearly have a wonderful setup, you know, as far as you three specifically, and then everybody in your support system um, got a great, you know, plan for the future. That's, uh, 
yeah, you should be proud all around. And uh, great to have you on. Thanks for the thanks for your time. Thank you for you thanks for having us, man. No yeah, doubt. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, no doubt. So again, that is uh, Ox, Chris, Randy, Bob slash Rob slash whatever you want to call him. Very funny dude. Love him. Uh, but all three of them, Chris, Randy, Bob from Barrie, Ontario. That is Ox, uh, Doom, Fuzz, Stoner, Metal, Rock. And that is that, everybody. Another one down. Another full band interview down. So it's actually you know fitting way to go out here with these uh, last two interviews in uh, this stretch, rounding it out with two full band interviews. Uh, both Ox here, obviously, today, and then Double Speak coming up on Wednesday. Got the full band as well, so um, that's cool stuff. But um, and it's it's also interesting, you know. In Ox, obviously, we talked, and um, they they're a little bit older, you know, than than most of the bands that I uh, interview, which is totally fine. <laughs> obviously, you heard us talk about that, and I think it's just an interesting perspective. And then uh, Double Speak coming up this Wednesday are actually really uh, they're they're young as well, so um you know it's always it's always unique to hear the different perspectives and everything and i hope you guys that are listening can hear that and appreciate that as well and um just uh it's i love hearing you know where where everybody's coming from literally you know physically like where they're at um their local scene uh but also you know where they're coming from in their life and, and what they've been through and it's just you know i could go on and on but uh yeah that is that. Um, what else do we got? That's it. I think. Yeah, we went over all the everything. You know, there's no schedule to go over as far as the podcast. We just got the one coming this Wednesday. Make sure you go check out all of those that are already up. Uh, the Mid Park Music Podcast or the playlists, the blogs, all that as well. Um, yeah. Let you have a great week ahead. Uh, hopefully, wherever you're at, if you're in, well, I guess I should say, you know, those of you in, in Canada probably don't have a short week, but those of you in uh, the United States, you probably do have a short week of work because of Thanksgiving coming up. But whatever you're doing, I hope that you're staying warm. I hope that you're staying uh, uh, safe, happy, healthy uh, as we enter the holiday season here and whatnot. Uh, it's always a, a good time of reflection. But uh, yeah, my name is Kevin Vargo, host and founder of the Mid Park Music Podcast. On the way out here, we are going to go ahead and listen to Space City. So Space City was uh, also another single that was released uh, ahead of the album. Space City was released back in February, and it is also uh, on the album here. Of course, like we said, uh, it is the third to last track on the album, and it is the second most streamed song on Spotify right now for Aux uh, from this album. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you check all of it out. Make sure you check all the stuff out in the podcast description. You know what to do. Uh, the social media links, all that. Support Aux any way you are able. Support Indie Rock any way you are able. Again, my name is Kevin Vargo, host and founder of the Mid Park Music Podcast. On the way out here, we're going to listen to Space City by Aux. We will see you on Wednesday with Double Speak from Madison.